The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we'll be discussing a little bit about SEO strategy. All right, joining us is Jordan Cooney, who's a friend of the program, an SEO strategist, and he's also an advisor for search metrics. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Jordan Cooney, world-renowned SEO strategist. Jordan, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Hey, Ben. <laughs> uh, quite an intro this year. I like it. <laughs> buddy, pal. Hey, dude, it's our first episode of the year. We've been doing this for like three I know. years now. You believe that? Unbelievable. I can't actually. I still can't believe you convinced me to do this three years ago. I can't believe I talked <laughs> you into doing this. I can't believe it worked. But here we are. We've got tens of people listening to this podcast. Actually, it's probably tens of thousands of SEOs at this point. Pretty close. We were ranked number four by Search Engine Journal in terms of podcasts in 2021. Congrats. Our little project's getting grown up. Yeah, I love it. It's exciting. And there's a lot to share and learn this year. You know, let's start off at the top. We got a whole new approach to our Jordan and Ben podcast. And I want to talk a little bit more with you about SEO strategy, right? You're a, you're a strategist. That's how we're describing you now. Mm-hmm. And I want to start off in you know, some of the basic blocking and tackling. I'm a digital marketer at heart. Don't tell anybody. I'm not a native SEO. And I just pretend to be one on the podcast sphere. But I want to talk to you a little bit about where SEO fits into your marketing mix. So when you sit down, you started doing some consulting as an SEO strategist recently. You sit down with companies and you're figuring out what their SEO strategies are. I think it's important to think about where it 
fits in the whole mix. How important is SEO and where does it fit into your marketing mix? Yeah, no question. It's important. And it's a largely overlooked component when you're discussing the marketing mix. Largely because SEO, and I think this is the first place to kind of break ice on this topic, is that SEO is it's viewed as a non-marketing channel in the marketing organization, right? It's seen as if it's... Because there's no core cost to it, like other paid acquisition channels or social channels or... There's no media cost. There's no media cost, exactly. There's that first component. And then there's a second component that makes it a little bit challenging to comprehend and understand, which is the relationship to product, right? Where you know there's a heavy investment in technology and how you work with the product and technology organization that drives the website. Lastly, to try to get to an answer to this question is the content nature of it, right? And some organizations have very heavy and strong investments in content. And that only adds another layer of complexity to answering the question of where does it sit in the marketing mix? So you want to hear my answer for where SEO should fit in your marketing mix? Sure. Yep. I've been a consultant before. I've helped brands figure out their SEO strategy. And you know what my answer is? It's one word. Depends. <laughs> Depends what size of company you are. I think that there's a huge difference between being an early stage company, a growth stage company, and an enterprise company. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about, let's break it down using those stages. You're early. You're a startup. You're just getting started. You don't have a brand presence. You don't have any awareness. Do you prioritize SEO? Do you start from day one? Or do you you know start buying your ads and doing all the other marketing activities? Great answer, Ben. And my response is, it depends. (laughs) So the reality here is that for early stage startups, the big question mark to answer in order to prioritize SEO in your marketing mix is how much content am I producing? If the core ethos of your startup and your business is a heavy content investment, and you're producing a lot of content to reach your audience, then absolutely SEO needs to become the forefront. If you're not producing a lot of content and you're, say, a B2B type product, and you're trying to find ways to see if there's a product market fit, then you can get a lot more traction sooner and faster signals through paid acquisition channels. It's funny because I would have said the opposite. (laughs) I I, I agree. A, you stole my answer, jerk. (laughs) Yes, it depends. But I don't necessarily think that it depends on whether you're planning on creating content or not. I think it depends on what type of business you're in. I think that when you are starting a B2B business, a SaaS business, you know, inherently people aren't going on to Facebook to learn about those tools. Yes, you know, the performance marketing channels are very useful, but that's not really what's going to drive the early transactions. Mostly if you have a high ticket, high price point product, you need to build in not only discoverabilities, the, the social media networks can be good about that. The performance marketing networks are great for discoverability, but you need the content to be able to educate and engage with your customers. So if you're a B2B SaaS company, you need content anyway. Mm -hmm. You should focus on making sure that that content ranks if you're going to do it. Now, let's take the opposite example. I'm not creating a B2B SaaS company with a $10,000, you know, 
monthly subscription, I'm selling shoes, mm-hmm. right? A, a, some sort of an e-commerce product. To me, hey, look, you could probably put your SEO stuff on the back burner in the early days because you can drive transactions through performance marketing faster and easier to understand who your customers are. When you're thinking about early stage customers, do you see a difference between the business types and whether they should be invested in SEO from day one? You make a great point there, which is that different business categories or different business types need to prioritize certain efforts in order for SEO to be successful. And I think that's the piece that's really important to take away from this is that if certain areas of the business are not focused correctly, you will not succeed in SEO. And understanding how those different areas of the business relate to the production of not only content, the buyer journey, but ultimately how SEO plays into those makes it very difficult if you haven't made those decisions to begin with. So what I mean by that is, if you are a shoe retailer online or you're a B2B SaaS company, and you haven't defined what your content marketing strategy is, it's very difficult to determine whether or not SEO is a high priority. And that's the beauty of SEO is that relationship between those bodies of work and the ultimate success that you can have in generating traffic from SEO. I think if you're in a business that is going to be content dependent, you should be prioritizing not only the creation of the content, but the optimization of it early days. Mm -hmm. Now, let's talk about the next phase as well. Look, you're an early stage startup, you're in B2B SaaS, you're going to be content related. You got a 60-day sales cycle, you need to put stuff in front of your customers. You're going to create that content, create enough of it so you're going to rank. Start thinking about how to get Google to share that with companies. You're an e-commerce product. You decided that you're going down the content marketing route because you want to share your content. Mm-hmm. Great. You're also going to be potentially creating content. You should optimize it as well. Now, when you're a growth stage company, you've figured out who your customers are. Right. You're starting to think about scale. You're embellishing. You're focusing on building your brand. And you're starting to try to lower your acquisition costs. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. 
Isn't SEO a good fit when you're getting to the point of being a growth stage company? Bingo. I think that is a really interesting point, Ben, which is what is that crossover? What's that inflection point for which your business, if you're a new business, if you're just getting started, whether you're a small business owner or you're some sort of a startup that is just getting started, what is the inflection point of investment in SEO? And that decision is largely bound by the reality that A, you know who your customer is, B, you have assets online that you can leverage to generate more traffic. As a marketing consultant, I worked with early and growth stage companies. Mm -hmm. And the common thing that would happen with growth stage companies is they'd come to me and say, we got a big round of funding. We've got all this money. (laughs) We've been doing performance marketing. We never really figured out what our brand is. We just started advertising and we never really thought about marketing, about the branding and about the customer journey and life cycle. We've just been buying ads. And so now we need a better brand and we need to go beyond just performance marketing because we don't always want to pay the toll booth. And the answer is go talk to your customers, the ones that you bought, and figure out why they decided to go with you, what's working, and talk to them in their language. That's brand. That's not SEO. And then you need to start thinking about building in other conversion channels that are going to become more valuable over time. You don't want to pay a dollar to make a dollar all of the time. You want to pay a dollar to lose 10 cents today and make $100 tomorrow. And that's to me where SEO really fits in. That's where I see most brands needing to differentiate in their marketing strategies, move away from just performance marketing, is when they are actually trying to scale. They focus on brand, they focus on content marketing, and some of the times they do silly things like they go hire a PR agent and they try to get in TechCrunch in the New York Times, Uh right? They start trying to be flashy and they try to get, you know, viral and guerrilla marketing creative. You're absolutely right, Ben. And I think, well, there's a couple components to piggyback off of that. The first one is SEO is a core driver of lowering your customer acquisition cost. And one of the funny things that I have spent a lot of time helping other SEOs and teams better understand is what is that relationship between customer acquisition cost and SEO? And it's twofold. The first one is, as SEO starts to grow and accelerate, it lowers that cost. On the flip side, customer acquisition costs in a holistic sense, taking into account all the marketing channels or all the channels that are driving growth of business, is a component to delivering a clear represented ROI of SEO. Without a good customer acquisition cost, you really don't know what your ROI is for SEO, largely because the, the way that you invest in SEO, right? Back to the original mention of media cost and ad cost. Without that, it's very difficult to create a representative ROI for your business in SEO. That's the biggest problem with SEO, right? That's what mm-hmm. us sort of generalist marketers, I'm pointing at myself, no one can see that. <laughs> but, you know, we don't think about SEO all the time because it's really hard to assess the overall impact it has on the brand in a short period of time. That's right. SEO is not a channel that you necessarily evaluate day-to-day from a high-level marketing perspective. Sure, there's the leading indicators, there's page views and page ranks, and there's 
traffic in some cases, although that's kind of going away with all the zero-click stuff that Google's doing. Mm-hmm. Where you see SEO becoming more valuable is over time, it starts to build more and more awareness and more and more traffic, and the content that you produce becomes more valuable. Your domain becomes more valuable over time, and that's why your cost per acquisition decreases over time. Mm-hmm. And so this is the biggest thing I say to marketers when they're thinking about their marketing mix and when they're debating their content and their SEO strategies is you need to look at this channel at a quarterly, a half a year, and an annual basis. That's how you're going to be able to see if it's working. You can't look at SEO one day after you publish your first blog post and expect to be able to measure a lift. It just doesn't work that way. And that's really scary for growth stage companies because they have this funding. They also have a ticking clock for them to start showing that they're seeing incremental improvements in their acquisition costs. So how do companies weigh the challenges and demands of needing to lower those acquisition costs quickly with the time it takes for SEO to mature? That's a very difficult balance to create, no doubt. And I actually spent a lot of time talking to businesses about this particular topic. But my belief is that the best way to measure that is to understand what the core business's goals are. And if you can understand what the core goals of the business are, you can start to define tactics and strategies for SEO to support the business. And that might not necessarily mean that you're following the precise recipe for SEO, but you're doing things that support the business's goals. So let me give you a few examples. So if the company really is focused on, say, MAU, like monthly active users, or is focused on, say, revenue and just generating more revenue growth, two very different goals, right? But SEO can support those through different tactics and drive those goals in a very short period of time quickly. And so for the MAU example, you may want to really promote and showcase more branded content if you already have a brand footprint and get those users to be re-engaging within your site or your experience, your product. On the revenue side, if you need to generate revenue really quickly, you're going to be very focused on optimizing what we call like the striking distance keywords, right? Like the keywords that are like right at the cusp of page one, because those are the ones that are going to bring in the revenue the soonest. And so kind of really thinking from the goal of the company backwards is an important step for SEOs to both gain the recognition they need in the organization, but also drive the tactics that are going to deliver the soonest. You know, I want to talk a little bit about enterprise SEO, but I think that that's a really big topic. So Jordan, Mm -hmm. let's put a pin in it for now and I'm going to bring you back tomorrow morning. We're going to finish that conversation talking about if SEO is right for enterprise companies. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jordan Cooney, world-renowned SEO strategist. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is JT Cooney. That's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. Or you could visit his website, which is jordancooney.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. 
For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish episodes every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. 